Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode. This is probably going to be the only one dropping this week, so there'll be a Monday episode, but not a Wednesday episode. It has been just a hectic, hectic weekend, lots accomplished, but unfortunately I'm feeling incredibly worn down and I'm getting like a chest cold and it's a whole lot of stuff. So even throughout this episode, I worry I'm gonna be breathing pretty heavily and taking long pauses, but alas, here we are. It is close to the end of May, which is pretty wild to consider. And the academic calendar is just demanding so much out of us right now. But it's just awesome to get to be a part of watching students going through kind of the customs and rituals of ending a year. And I think this year it's even more special because over the last couple years, we've had so many disruptions going on due to pandemics and different sanctions and all of the things. And so to get to walk with my students to graduation, through their end of year formals, through open houses, it's just been really great, but of course a demanding season. And so as I kind of land here when I'm recording this and as I'm kind of reflecting on the blessing of just connecting with people and how incredible it is to get to be in so many people's stories, one of the things I think through often is how I'm allowed to speak truthfully to people. And I do this in a whole host of ways. I do it through education. I do it through friendships and connection. I especially do this through therapy. And when I was talking to a friend who was helping me paint the condo a few weekends ago, I was talking to him about the fact that I'm a very candid truth teller. And this has been both modeled for me in my kind of professional walk, but it's also something that is really important to me just from a humans helping humans perspective. So it's been modeled for me, which has been awesome, but it's also a way that I found connecting to be unparalleled. If you're willing to speak truth to someone, but you're willing to lead with love and relationship, you can really help move mountains and barriers in someone's life. And it's a pretty incredible process to watch. Several years ago, I was listening to a sermon and this was actually the sermon that helped free me up to kind of shift into a new church body because the pastor was, he was someone that was just so gentle and compassionate and kind, but also a candid truth teller. And incidentally, the sermon that he was talking about, it was about the commandment of not lying. And he said to us, he said, not lying just isn't enough. Sure, that means you're not outright causing harm, but not lying doesn't automatically mean you're helping anything. It's not about not lying. It's about learning to love the truth. And it's about understanding what truth gives us access to. And that's where we're going to camp out today. The fact that being able to engage truthfully with someone can be such a beautiful relational dynamic, but it's something where trust has to be built over time. And they have to see that it's for their betterment and they have to be able to trust you trust your intentions so that they can actually hear what's being said. I engage therapy with a desire to come alongside of people in their story, and I definitely am a very affirming person, but that's not the priority. So I will start the therapeutic alliance by saying to someone, what is my role in your story? So what is your goal and what is my role? If my role is to be accountability, we're going to have to have some tough conversations. If my role is to give you strategies and you want to skill build and you're choosing to not do things, we're going to have some tough conversations. 
If my role is to help you understand the world differently, we're probably going to have some hard conversations about your complicity and some of your faulty strategies. If my job is to help you remove certain barriers going on, it's probably going to get uncomfortable. Because in general, we often have to speak truth and engage truth and really tangibly hold it and explore it and try to dive into it before change is actually going to happen. And speaking truth that allows for change does not mean diving into how others can make things better in our lives. And that's why therapy can be so tricky because it's about exploring what we do to add into complexities, what we do to add to relational breakdown, what we do to shoot ourselves in the foot metaphorically. What is it that we're doing in our own life that's making things worse? So where are our breakdowns, our faults, our struggles? And so as I was painting with my friend, I gave an anecdote from my own therapy, my personal therapy. So as I work with a therapist and ways that I need to do better. So I spoke about the fact that I have some people who radically truth tell in my life, my therapist being one of them. And I have friends who are the same way. And my friend was aghast at the things that are said to me. And he's also pretty aghast at the things I have the audacity to say to others, frankly. And I talked to him about some of the verbiage that I use, right? It's, it's never a straight out accusation, you're doing this wrong and you need to do this better. But I might say something to a client like, that doesn't sound like that choice is for your benefit. Or I'm wondering if you possibly helped make things worse because of how you engage that. Or is there a way you could have imparted that same message without giving criticism or judgment? Or I'm wondering if your delivery might be part of the problem. I can say those things to clients, number one, because I don't speak with certainty that they are the issue. We put it in kind of a hypothetical verbiage and say, let's explore this, let's think about it. But their sole expectation is that someone comes alongside of them and helps make their life better. And we don't do that through sugarcoating things. And so that was part of my discussion. One of the things I'm working on in therapy is just being less critical. And I mentioned that a few weeks ago being less critical towards others and being less critical towards myself. And the person with whom I was speaking stated, well, I would haul off and hit someone if they talked to me that way. And I, I just kind of chuckled and, and I thought to myself, well, it's true. I, I know this person well. And yes, they probably would be incredibly aversive to someone speaking the truth to them that way. But he's not the only one. There are many people who will bulk, get profoundly uncomfortable and outright get inflamed if someone speaks truth to them in that way. There are others who not only balk at the truth, but actively intentionally distort it so that they can remain comfortable. There are others who withhold truth because it might be too uncomfortable. And so what I said to my friend is I said, I want to give you the analogy of a broken leg. Let's say you're in front of me and I am a surgeon and there is a broken leg. And this is something I trace through with my clients quite often. If your leg is broken, it has to be set before it can heal. So the very thing that stands between you and your mobility is a jolt of corrective pain. And then you start to rehabilitate. So you have to understand that truth is like that jolt of corrective pain. It's the setting of the leg. And then you take that new corrected posture and you start practice using it. And hopefully, eventually, that limp goes away. Hopefully, you've rehabilitated to a new, healthier, more healed place. I also use the analogy of how we deliver bad news or how we deliver hard truths. And so think of the knife in the hand of a skilled surgeon. So think of a scalpel and the exact precision that a surgeon can use to extract something that is painful or necrotizing or breaking down in the body. So a surgeon can go in and be so precise and make an adjustment. Now put that knife in the hand of someone who is unskilled and then they just start hacking things away. So if we go to people with precise truth-telling skills, that looks far different than someone who is just 
verbal vomiting truth and expecting us to do something with it. So you do have to invite in people who are skilled truth tellers, people with whom you have relationship, but I highly encourage you to think about what might it look like for someone to come alongside of me and love me enough to tell me the truth and invite me into doing better. So it was about six months ago and I was at that time probably making a decision that was less than for my ideal health and and in some ways it could have actually been somewhat self-destructive. And so I went out to dinner with a friend and she said to me, she had happened to see me the night before and just we had some casual conversation and then the next night at dinner, she said to me, do you want me to tell you what you want to hear or do you want me to tell you the truth? And I said to her, I said, please tell me the truth. And she made a comment to me that was for my good, but that was incredibly painful to hear. But that's who I'm surrounded by. I'm surrounded by people who willingly speak truth into my life because I have let them know that it's safe to speak truth into my life. I don't haul off and clap back at them. Well, and honestly, sometimes I do because if it is jolting, you know, my own defensive mechanisms can come up. But I tend to be pretty introspective and able to reflect. And if I do handle it badly, I will go back and apologize. But I'm surrounded by people who remind me that the truth is not scary. It's literally an invitation to be a better version of ourselves. But if you want to be a truth teller, if you want to be the person to wield the scalpel, if you want to be the person to help reset the leg, it is imperative that you work on your own life. It is imperative that you work on accepting truth as well. It is imperative that we're humble enough to realize that we all have gaps and struggles. And so I want to be both a truth giver and a truth receiver. That's an actual honest desire for my life. I don't want to be someone who just avoids lying. I want to be someone who loves the truth. And so when my friend said that the presence of truth would make him lash out, I gently invited him into understanding it differently. And I just said, what if that jolt of pain is the one thing standing between you and healing hard things in your life? The truth hurts and that much can be said. But if we're willing to invite it in and grow from it, the pain can morph into something incredibly beautiful. And I want you to consider that. What would it look like to invite more truth into your life? Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.